Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Support for this podcast comes from UCSF Medical Center. U.S. News and World Report has recognized UCSF Medical Center as the best hospital in California for neurology and neurosurgery, cancer, orthopedics, kidney care, diabetes and endocrinology, lung and respiratory care. UCSF Health, redefining possible. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with myself, Robbie Musto, and of course the other Robbie, Robbie Earl. And we are back and it is back. The Premier League starts this Friday and we are very excited to bring you our first podcast and a preview, a preview of all the big clubs and other clubs around the league that have done significant business and what we think is going to happen this season. It seems like, Robbie Earl, my mate, it's mm. been a long time this summer. It's been a long time. Uh, 11 weeks, what have you been doing? Well, Mrs. Earl, I'll have to say, has been ruling the roost in this summer. I have been doing DIY. And as you'll see, when we meet up, at the, I got lumps and bumps on my fingers. And the, house is and hammer. the house is in great shape. Uh, I've been watching a lot of football, Gold Cup, Confederation Cup, International Champions Cup, MLS football. It's been uh, football galore on. But I have to say, Rob, there's nothing like the build-up the first week to the Premier League. Really looking forward to getting things going. And obviously the special start that we're going to have that we'll mention a little bit later in the podcast. What about you? How's your summer been? Well, you talk about the wives. And, and, and Mrs. Musto was, was delighted with the trip I organised for our 25th wedding anniversary, wow. Mr. You've put up with you for 25 years. <laughs> I've had about three years and I've had enough. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we went to southern Italy, and it was beautiful. I, I've never, I've never had a, a vacation in Italy. I've played football there a, few, a couple of times, but never. And it was gorgeous, mate. Southern Italy, Amalfi Coast. We went to Capri for a, a couple of days. You'd have loved it there, mate. Very, very flash. Very kind of uh, opulent. Well, I just think you'd like it there. Um, yeah. Other than that, just touring around New England, we've been to Gonquit in Maine, uh, Martha's Vineyard a couple of times, and of course, playing loads of golf. Um, so my my handicap's coming down, mate. So that's uh, it's all good. It's all good. I had a good time, but I'm, like you, mate, I'm ready. I mean, it, it gets to the point where you, you're bored, isn't it? Mm. I am ready to yeah, get back into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's do it. Let's do it, mate. And let's uh, let's let's preview the big boys to start with. And let's start at the very top as a defending champions. Now, one thing I think we should do, Rob, on each of these big clubs, particularly, is yeah. just at the start, but basically just say, in your opinion, um, mm. stronger or weaker than last year, yeah. considering yeah. Know, what's happening. And, and let's start with Chelsea. What do you think? Stronger yeah. or weaker? Weaker. Weaker than they were as champions, Robin. Slight, slight little worry for, for Chelsea. It hasn't quite been the summer you'd expect for the defending champions. Antonio Conte's ambitions, talking about wanting to, to stay at this club for some time and, and leave a legacy there. Um we, we've seen Maratta come in for, for big money, a uh, lot of pressure on his shoulders, 24 years of age. We've seen Bakayoko come in, we've seen Rudiger come in. 
listen, we, we're never sure of players till we've seen them in the league and, and five or six games in, we'll get a better sense of, the, of those players. But I just think of things that have left this football club, Rob, in the summer. And, and, I, and I wrote three things down and I want you just to bear with me. So one of them is, is the spirit in the football club. And, and, I, and, I, and I pin that on John Terry, who's been around this football club for, for decades no longer is the captain, the leader, the legend going to be around in the dressing room and make it. Think. So sp- spiritually, this club is going to be different. Mentally, Rob, I'm asking questions about Chelsea. And, and I pin this one on Diego Costa. Where is he? Where's his head? Is he, is he still a Chelsea player, even, even in, in, in mind? Or is he somewhere else? Because you're talking about they've got to replace what he brings in terms of goals and presence up front. And then I, I went physically. The physicality of this team, and I, and I look at the man in Matic, and people may say he may or may not have been a starter, but he's been a champion. He's been in champion winning winning teams for Chelsea. He's, he's an important physical part of this of this team. When they line up in in in, in the in the tunnel, Rob, and you've got John Terry, you've got Jago Costa, and you've got Nemanja Matic, that gives the opposition a fear of size, of ability, of strength, of power. Just feel that there's something quite missing. You know, Eddie Hazard isn't going to start the season. He's injured. Mm. I think it's going to be, might just be a tough start for Antonio Conte and his team, albeit they could make a couple of signings and everything changes. Yeah, I, I, um, I agree with you, Weaker. Um, similar, similar issues. What I would say about the spirit, Rob, you know, mm. I, I just when you're talking there, you know, yeah. John, John Terry was around. When they had, you know, they had the bad season after the championship season, you know, and that didn't help, you know, them get back on track. And when you said it, I thought, yeah, John Terry is probably good to be around the dressing room when things start to fall off the rails a little bit. But then I thought, well, hang on a minute, it was there before. So I think the spirit um, from last season it does carry over to a certain degree. But I think with the signings and with the Costa thing, I agree with the Costa thing. I think he's, I think he's done. I, think, I don't think he's going to ever play for Chelsea again. And my point on Chelsea, Rob, is, is the replacement and the striking position at Chelsea. I've seen Alvaro Morata play a few times, yeah. you know, both uh, in Spain and in Italy. I've seen mm. him play two games or some action in preseason. And my concerns at the moment seem justified. I don't think... That uh, you know, what seventy million pound or whatever he was, yeah. five million pound replacement is going to be good enough for the Premier League. I don't think he's got the the athleticism, the uh, durability. I know he's. I mean, I mean, Costa is is exemplary at that. But I don't think. I mean, matter what Murata's got is great feet. He's got a little bit of smarts. He can turn well. He's got you know, he, he's got a little fake. He comes inside and shoots. And he's not bad in the air. I worry that he's not going to be able to adapt to the intensity, to the pace of it, to the aggression of defenders. Um, you know, and I know his goals record's really good. And I know, it, you know, playing at Real Madrid, he came on and, and scored a phenomenal kind of goals to, to, to minutes ratio. But at Real Madrid coming on a sub, and even in, in Italy a little bit, um, you know, the pace of the game is a little slower. It's very tactical in Italy. And in, in Real Madrid, you know, teams drop off because they're always going to have possession. I worry about that position is going to make them really weaker and midfield I'm actually less concerned I'm actually less concerned with Matic Bagioko yeah. what I've seen him play is a bit of a beast he's a bit of a box-to-box athletic I think Bakayoko alongside N'Golo Kante is going to be good with with Cesc Fabregas kind of you know, adding in at times so I'm less worried about that I am more worried about the striking position okay so let's just move this forward 
we saw a game last weekend, and obviously when you lose the, the Community Shield, people say, oh, it's just a friendly week before. Didn't look great in that, Chelsea, did they? Didn't quite look as accomplished as you would like. Are we reading anything into that? They, they, they're at home to Burnley on, on Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on NBCSN. Tough start, difficult start for them, or, or can you see them getting the job done? Well, I think I just think there's concerns, Rob. You know, we, we, there's been a sense that Antonio Conte w- was not really happy. I mean, all we can go in these in these last eleven weeks, Rob, is is what you read and what the reports are, and, you, and you, we we look at everything throughout the summer, and it seems that he's agitated that he wanted Lukaku, he didn't get Lukaku. You know, it, it's, there's rumours now that he didn't want to sell Nemanja Matic. Who's selling him? Is it the? So I, I think that the the vibe between the manager which will get through to the players and the club and the director of football, Emanello, et cetera, is, is worries me a little bit. And you're right, they might get a couple of players. But, you know, right now, with what you're seeing from what they've done and potential drop-off in motivation, Champions League football to contend with and to, to, to aspire to do really well in it, I, I, it's really hard to see them repeating as champions, isn't it? I just, I don't know how far from the top they're going to drop off. And we'll get into predictions, you know, later in the show. But I, I'm still worried that everything's not right at Chelsea, even though when you think about it, Rob, you know, what are they going to be down from, from last year's team? A couple of players, you know, but it feels yeah. like there's it a... It just feels, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it's more about the field than actually the reality of, of who they lose. OK, let's, let's move things on. Let's talk about Tottenham, who were, were excellent last season. And another other circumstances without Chelsea having that great run and, and, and certainly putting um, such a, a good spell of form together. Might well have been champions another season, Spurs. But they haven't bought anybody at the moment. Yeah. They've lost one in Cal Walker. So the question to you is, stronger or weaker than, the, than when we last kicked a ball at the end of May? Weaker. I mean, it has to be weaker. Mm. I mean, it, it's not... I mean, you, Spurs fans might argue that um, Kieran Trippier and £50 million is a pretty good deal. But mm. at the end of the day, for me, they're weaker because Kyle Walker is better, in my opinion, than Kieran Trippier. Now, yeah. you know, Kyle Walker's age with the, the kind of the, the wage kind of restriction a little bit at Spurs, you can understand him wanting to get away. Is this a first of many? Could be. But they're weaker. And, you know, I always think when things are going really well, f- f- keep it moving forward, freshen up the squad a little bit, just, just yeah. one or two new players to come in. Now, nothing of as yet, but we, we do know that Daniel Levy likes to leave his work a little bit late in the transfer window. I wouldn't be surprised if something happens. Of course, it's got to be hard when you're late in the window trying to find somebody better than the Spurs players that they've got. Yeah. But again, you know, we're going to see, we'll see what we say on the other clubs, Rob, but the top two from last year are weaker, which brings them, for me, back into the pack with others that may have got stronger. Yep, I'd agree with that in, in terms of, of wicket. I think Sir Alex Ferguson was one of those, when, when you, you were winning tiles, he went out and bought another big name. He, he mixed a pop. He made sure that he was continuing progression. And... A couple of things worry me a little bit about Spurs, Robin, and I and I, I I really kind of grew into Spurs last season. Thought look, there was a lot of maturity in the group, and and I liked what what Pochettino was doing. Think of the amount of goals, eight, amount of goals they scored, eight, eighty six goals, eighty six points, twenty six goals against. I mean, fantastic form. And when when I saw their best eleven, and that was including Carl Walker, I have to say, I thought they were match anybody in the league on the day. Their best eleven. What worries me about Spurs is two things. 
the depth of squad, Robin. We're talking about Champions League football that they didn't particularly do well on last year. And I think they'll have to put a, a, a better attempt in at that. And, you know, the, 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 the difficulties of Champions League, then getting it right for Saturday, sometimes resting players, sometimes not. And then playing at Wembley, where we know it's going to be difficult. At home form was brilliant for them last year. It's going to be very, very different playing at Wembley. But I, I point to the two young players, and I kind of hope I'm wrong in this, but Deli Ali or Harry Kane, either one of them is due an average season. But when you're young, Rob, when you're 20, 21, 22, 23, and you, you know, we've both been there, and albeit I was stuck playing in, in lower levels of football than these two boys before I was playing in the Premier League at 25. But when you're playing and you've had a couple of good seasons and you're flying and everybody's talking about you and that, and then for some reason something happened in my career and I had a year where it wasn't quite the same. The goals weren't coming, the runs weren't as good, my touch didn't feel as right and I just wonder whether there's one of these seasons coming from either one of those. Harry Kane's 20-odd goals or Deli Alley's 20-odd goals from midfield makes a, a huge difference. It's, it's, it's a game-changer for Tottenham. And I'm a little concerned if one of them has a dip, how much it's going to affect the Spurs team. Yeah, and I'll follow on from that a little bit, Rob. And, and, I, and I, I get your points. And I think with the younger players, it's, it, it can really happen. But, but I would also I'd take it wider. You know, over the last couple of years, Spurs have been pretty, in terms of like playing to their potential, I would say they've been absolutely at it. They've been absolutely like defensively fantastic. They've got a great goalkeeper. They've got these young players and Harry Kane banging in the goals. Last year, Rob, Christian Eriksen had, had a fantastic season. Can they, and, and this is to your point a little bit, can they keep doing it? Can they keep playing to their maximum potential when, you know, they, some, they come some close? They've got to regroup in the summer again. There's no new signings. And let's, let's just have a little bit of a chat about Wembley because I think it's, it is huge. Mm. Um, and let me, let me give you my kind of thoughts on it. I think there's a few things that factor into this. Um, first of all, opponents. Now, you know, I was lucky enough to play at Wembley in, in cup finals three times. And it is an incredibly... Um, special uh, it's an place. iconic place yeah. yeah and is I would think that teams are going to go there and there is going to be a focus on their game no question there's going to be a yeah. focus they're going to have photographs outside Wembley Way and all yeah. the rest of it the stadium and the dressing rooms and here, here we are at Wembley and I think imagine the Huddersfield players yeah. Huddersfield players at Wembley playing yeah, yeah. so I, I think that that will encourage their opponents I think the atmosphere obviously is going to be different to White Hart Lane. Not as close, not as intense. Fans aren't quite familiar with their surroundings. I think that will help a little bit. And, and, and listeners, please don't underestimate the, the, the comfort level of home fans in their home stadiums and the players knowing where to run to, knowing where to look when they've scored a goal, knowing you know, just, just, just that kind of um, sense of, of home, uh, I think is going to be an issue as well. And the pitch, I mean, you know, there's talk that they're trying to get the, the, the dimensions yeah. reduced for the Premier League and it's been refused. So they've got to get used to that. I mean, I can't really see that as going to be a major issue. That's my concerns of, of them at Wembley this year. Yeah, I'd agree. I've got a couple of Spurs friends who are Spurs fans, mate, and they've said it exactly the same. They're worried about, you know, they, they, they don't feel that's home. They don't, they don't like particularly going to Wembley. It's not their place. If fans are thinking like that, just wonder at some point whether the players be thinking like that and that has its effect. But their first match is away at St. James Park, Newcastle. That's Sunday, 8.30 Eastern time on NBCSN. So we'll get a chance to 
to have a look at Spurs and, and maybe we'll be happy going away from home for the first game in a game against newly promoted Newcastle. Going to move things on to, to a club who I think a little bit of pressure might just come on this season. We're talking about Manchester City. They were third place last season. Bobby Musto, let's go to the big question. With the transfer window nearly done or a month ago or so, are they better or weaker than last season? Much better. You know it. You know it, mate. You know it makes mm. sense. They are much better. Defensively, uh, uh, you know, three new fullbacks coming in, experienced fullbacks, two, I think, exceptional fullbacks in Benjamin Mendy and Carl Walker. You know, the goalkeeping situation is being addressed. Time will tell whether Edison is going to be the yeah. guy at Man City in preseason. He's looked, for the most part, okay. A couple of yeah, yeah. little shady mm. moments, but that's going to be interesting to watch. But you, you have to think that the, the business that's been done and so many players have left the football club. There's been a lot of turnover there. But at the end of the day, those fullbacks, wingbacks, wide defenders, whatever you want to call them, make this team, when you consider the front options, which are pretty phenomenal in terms of their attacking uh, players they brought in. Of course, Bernardo Silva, another very skillful, intelligent, silky little player from Monaco's coming to the club, uh, along with those defending players and goalkeeper. They have to be better. I expect them to have a big season. Um, and you're right, the pressure is on Pep. This squad is ready to win the Premier League. It's good enough, in my opinion, to win the Premier League. He's got to do it. Yeah, uh, no excuses this time. No, no sort of playing away at places with long ball. No, didn't quite understand it. Didn't. I mean, in some respects, what I think we call them in England, the, the, the L plates were on last season, or the P plates maybe over here where you're driving and you, you get a year, you're in provisional yeah. life. Now it's full time, isn't it? it it's, 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 it's on now. He's, he's got a good enough group. Interesting, I, I, I picked out three players, Rob, who I thought may have important roles in this in this squad or team to play during the year. And they're three of, of like the golden oldies, I, I, I'm calling them. Mm. Yoyo Toure, who, to be honest, people like us were saying, didn't think he'd be at the football club this length of time, still may have a role to play in the middle of midfield. What is he now, like 34 years of age, something? David Silva, you know, at some point, maybe he'll pass the mantle on to Kevin De Bruyne, but I think David Silva's got an important role to play and still can be a key player for them. And the other one, Robert, is Vincent Company, who not only is like a new signing, I would say a fit and fully focused Vincent Company in your team mm. is worth more than yeah. Kyle Walker and mm. Benjamin, Benjamin Mendy in your team. Yeah. That's how important this guy is. This is how important his organisation, his influence, his presence around the group of players. If they can keep him fit, Rob, and get likes of John Stones and Ottomendi right around him, so they may play two at the back, they may play three at the back. I just think Vincent Company could be the difference maker for them this season. Yeah, I, I really agree on Vincent Company. I think the leadership is something that still worries me a little bit, Rob. And, and I would ask you the question, because we know that Vincent Company has had so many injury issues, and, and thankfully at the moment, for him and the club, he seems to be getting through preseason really well. If he has an injury problem... A City short at centre-back with Otamendi, Mangala, John Stones. Are they capable? Because we know that everybody else is capable in this squad of winning. Fernandinho yeah. can drop there in the yeah. system they play, Rob. Uh, Yoyo can drop there in the system they play. Um, not sure whether Mendy or, or uh, Danilo maybe can could drop in there. You know, we're talking about footballers, aren't we? We're not talking about kind of headers and big tacklers. So... I think there's enough, Robert. I think that, that 
there's no excuses now. The, the the depth of squads there, the quality of squads there. He's got more of the players that he wants. He's got the players out that he, he didn't want to work and had in competition. The gloves are off, really. I, I I think they've got to be in there. It's got to be a title race right to the wire for Manchester City. And only a second place on a sort of last day didn't quite go the way. I think it, it, it is anything but fairly. Anything else, Robert, is failure for Manchester City for me. They've got to be right in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just the last thing on City, Rob, and, and, and I'm not, you know, I, I think I've been pretty strong with this all the way through the season, all through Pep's regime, right? Last question, last kind of talking point. Yeah. Style of play. I've said right through that Pep can still win this Premier League with the style of play that he wants, the total football, the, the expansive football, the intricate football, the sometimes risky play out the back football. I believe that, that he can win uh, the Premier League playing that way. Many other pundits, yeah. journalists, maybe a lot of fans say, you know what, he's got to change his style. I think Lee Dixon kind of, we have on our show, of course, and I think he said that, you know, you're never going to win the Premier League with that expansive style. I believe he can do it with this squad. What do you think on the style thing, Rob? Do you think do you think he's got to change, or is he going to go flat out with his way and he can do it with this style? I think the thing he will have learnt over the course of the twelve months he had last season is that he might have to be more flexible, Rob. And and and, and I'm not saying go long ball, go miles away from what he wants. But this guy's smart and he's clever, and he will have looked at tape and he will research things and he will look to his group and. I don't think the total football, the pure football that he wants every game is a requirement. Listen, there might be periods in a game where he's got to tough it out for 30 minutes. For, for half a game, his team might have to yeah. not play quite as expansive. And then the football comes eventually. And I think that's his learning. Yeah. And that's where I think the change comes. I don't think he, he's ever going to be, no disrespect to Tony Pulis or Sam Allardyce or people who want to go long ball and be a bit more route one. Mm. But I think he's also learned, do you know what, in this league? I might have to be a little bit more conservative with things to make sure I'm in games away from home and then our football will come through and then we'll find a way and it'll open up. So that's going to be one of the fascinating things to to, to, to look at over this, this first year. In, in the 12 months that Pep's been in England, has he learned enough to take this Manchester City team to a title? Let's move on to, to a team who were fourth place finished last season, managed the Champions League spot. That's Liverpool, who... We've got Champions League football against Hoffenheim coming up over the next couple of weeks to make sure they go into the competition proper. Liverpool, Rob, it's been a bit of a strange summer for them and there's a shadow hanging over them in terms of Philip Coutinho uh, and this move to Barcelona. Stronger or weaker than, than they were when they finished last season? Wow, uh, really difficult, really difficult. I... I mean, what are we what are we saying about Coutinho, Rob? Are we are we saying are we saying he's not going to go anywhere? Right now, we've got to right. say he's still at Liverpool, isn't he? So let, let's talk facts. What what we know? Yes, yeah, a stronger, a little bit stronger. You bring in Mohamed Salah, you bring in a left back. The the you know he's not a big name guy, Andrew Robertson from Hull City, but he's left footed. He's 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 got a little bit of experience now in the Premier League. I kind of like that. I think that releases Milner to be available to play in other spots in midfield. Dominic Solanke, a player, uh, come, just come from from Chelsea to be the yeah, striker. He's done quite well in a few of the friendlies. Yeah, he's got some goals in pre-season and he's going to be young and hungry and Sturridge, you know, we know he's got a little uh, thigh problem now, but again, in general, looks looks sharp in pre-season. So if everybody stays and again, they can they can look to add players as well, they're going to be a little bit stronger. Yeah, they are going to be stronger, Rob, but 
you know, after, after talking Danny Ings as well, who's come back from, from injury, as we talked about, he, is he going to be important to them in the way he plays? My concerns, I have to say, with Liverpool are a little bit like Spurs, I think. Best eleven on the day, tactically, when set up, set up and match for anybody in the league. Depth worries me. Still defensively, as we're talking, and whether, you know, signings come in, whether the likes of Van Dijk joins the football club, we'll have to wait and see. Still worries me a little bit uh, uh, in terms of, of challenging for, for the top honours. And the challenge of Champions League football, Tuesday or Wednesday, and then midweek, and then weekend football in the Premier League. That was something they didn't have last year, and Klopp was able to, to benefit from that. I just wonder now with the Champions League, Rob, is this going to be... Is this going to be a bigger test for for this group of players? And certainly, if Coutinho goes, and and you know that that would add a whole new uh, different to the equation. So, again, little concern for Liverpool. I I think they do well to finish in the top four again. I think that the extra edition of the Champions League football, a competition we know they'll take seriously. We know how much it means to to people in that area. I'm just a little concerned about the depth of, of the squad when we talk when we go beyond the best eleven or twelve players. I, I think you know what, and I agree with a lot of those points, Rob. But it, it is particularly with the centre centre backs. You know, I'm not a yeah. fan of Dejan Lovren. I'm just not. I yeah. don't yeah. think he is reliable, consistent enough for them to to be solid in, in, a, in a lot of games. But on the other side of it, I mean, you you think about the pace they've got up front with uh, with. Uh, Sane and, and uh, now Mohamed Salah, the pace they've got. Firmino will play up the centre a lot more. Origi's got pace as well. Um, Sadio Mane. But, but does that work? Does, can, I suppose my question, and especially with Champions League, Rob, that, that takes a lot of effort and, and, and work. And, and you can only do that so long, can't you? You can't do that over a full season, that, that relentless, you, you talk it, heavy metal football, which, which we love from Jurgen Klopp, and it's when Liverpool are at the best. But that, you can't be 90 minutes of that week in, week out, because players just can't sustain don't, that don't over the course of the season. Don't you think that, that they did learn from that last year? Do they, you there was, the there was signs of, yeah. Yeah, they, they won, they, were bit, they, they got these 1-0 victories at home mm-hmm. and away from home. and they, they little, There was a few signs, I'd agree, I'd agree. But uh, uh, that concerns me, that that... that you know, reliance on those players, or then when you swap the players, my concern is that the ones that come in below them. And and you talked about it, Chelsea, and, and I go back to this, and, and I just my concern with Liverpool a little bit is who who who's the leader when things aren't going right. And and I know Jordan Henderson could probably grow into that role. I'm not sure it's his natural, but could grow into being that guy. Outside of that, I'm not sure who that guy is now. In modern football, Rob, it might not be that you've got the guy who has the armband, who weighs the fist, who has that. It might have changed. Maybe it isn't one person. Maybe it's three or four, or maybe it's it's the group. But I, there's still something about Liverpool's personality as a team that that slightly worries me. And I, and I can't put my finger on one thing that it is. It's just that if they're two nil down away from home, it's somewhere like Burnley. I just don't know who's the guy who brings them back into the game. Apart, yes, they're football, Coutinho, Firmino, Mane, somebody can do something with the ball. But who's the guy who drives him to an ugly 2-2 draw? Okay. That's, the, that's the, the question I, I'm not sure. I'll tell you what they have got, again, being positive about it, is they, they can get an incredible amount of momentum with this manager, with this football club, with the fan mm-hmm. base. They start by going to Watford, yeah. then they have Crystal Palace at home, then they have Arsenal mm-hmm. at home. I, I would say, Rob, if they have a really good start and they, and they can win 
Um, you know, all those three get. I just think Liverpool's yeah. best chance of doing really, really well is momentum. Is the yeah. players they've got and the manager. The yeah. manager is a big part. As you said, maybe he's the guy. Maybe he's the one who who, who drives it. Yeah, I think yeah. he absolutely is. Um, I mean, they, they've got the Hoffenheim Champions League yeah. kind of qualifying, which is it's just kind of awkward. It's Tuesday after their Saturday opening Premier League game, which might affect team selection. But it is going to be fascinating. The Champions League is a big deal for Liverpool to try and handle now. And they did great to get into it. But I, I agree with you. There's concerns there. You know, players that they couldn't get in. Van Dijk, not yet. Naby Keita is a player that they, they're really keen on and haven't been able to get him. And then you throw in Coutinho. It's just, yeah. I mean, other, players, other clubs as well have got a few issues. But Liverpool, certainly, it hasn't been a brilliant summer so far. But the Coutinho thing is absolutely critical. Mm. And we'll have to wait to see how they, how they do. Okay, Robbie Earl, Arsenal Football Club brought in new players. Kalazanac from Schalke, Alexander Lacazette, uh, a proven goal scorer in French football. Going into the season, though, Rob, and we know that uh, Alexis Sanchez is very much up in the air, but right now, weaker or stronger? Stronger, of course. Explain. Lacazette, mm. you've been telling me for, it seems like, 10 years or 25 years that you've been married to Mrs. Musto that... That Arsenal need a centre forward who can get them twenty goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexander Lacazette can yeah. get you twenty goals, Rob. So, so that that solves a problem. Now, let's be on that. And, and everybody was talking this year. What's going to happen to Ozil? What's going to happen to to Alexis? Well, right now, as we as we stand, and it looks as though it's going to be the case, both will be at the football club for for the next twelve months. So, we're talking about a front line that that can that is, is Ozil, Alexis, and Lacazette. You've still got Olivier Giroud, Danny Welbeck, Iwobi, Walcott, Oxlade-Chamberlain, beyond a, a back line that, that's, that's brought in players as well, that plays Mustafi and Koscielny and Bellerin and the change of system, Rob Holding came in. So I look at the squad, Rob, and the squad's deep. The, the, you know, yeah. people are talking about Europa League football. Okay, that's Thursdays and Sundays. Might he go with a weakened kind of look on a Thursday? He almost can play a team on a Thursday and another team on a Sunday. Arson's back and Arson we trust. I think he'll be given a little bit of patience early in the season to see how things go. Need to get off to a good start. And they're, they're not typically good starters. But, you know, if they can get off to a good start on Friday night against Leicester, I think, again, momentum might build a little bit. They might start going. So... No, I would have to say, Rob, from where they were last season and, and the toxic nature and atmosphere around the Emirates and, and Arsenal to where they are at the start of this season, just beat uh, Chelsea in the Community Shield again. People will say, well, it was, it's, a, it's a friendly cup thing, but it's a win. I would just say they're in a stronger position. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. And I think it's been good business. I mean, I, mm-hmm. it, this, this summer has been quality and not quantity of signings. Kalazinac looks like a bit of a beast of a player. Looks like could be a, a favourite of the fans. A tough, hard, hard kind of guy that Arsenal have been crying out for for, for 15 years. I mean, I mean, you know, let, we'll see how his football is. But at the moment, at least he looks like he's a tough bugger. And he's got yeah. a little bit of, of, of meat about it. He gets his goal. Yeah, a bit of nasty. So I think that's really good. Yep, you're right. You, you, you read my mind. Lacazette. We know that French football is very different to the Premier League, but I like his movement. He's a really good finisher. I think he's going to get a lot of goals for yeah, them if they keep everybody else, Rob. I mean, 
you know, again, you know, you can hear and read different things about Arsenal, and, and that's what makes this game fantastic, that people have got different opinions. But Arsenal going forward, they have got a lot of options. If you want pace, Theo yeah. Walcott and Danny Welbeck. If you want trickery, you've got Alexis Sanchez, Meza Ozil, I mean, Awobi. You've got mm-hmm. centre midfield is still not ideal for me. But El Nani, Shaka, yeah, Ramsey. Ramsey, I mean, Fox. Yeah, yeah. One, one guy. Bring in one guy. You know, mm-hmm. if it was a big, powerful midfield player, then that makes differences again. So I, I like it. I like what they've got. We know Wenger. Do you, do you see the three at the back that they finished with last year and, and got a run? Do you think he starts with that? Yeah, that's what he's, he's done it in pre-season, Rob. And, and you know, the, the community shield was a bit messed up because people weren't ready, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But you've got potential wing-backs of Bayerin, very fast on the right-hand side. Oxlade-Chamberlain, yeah. fast, yeah. more attacking. Uh, le- you know, left side, Kalazinac, this new player coming in. Yeah. Nacho Monreal. It's good options in wide areas as well. So, I think it's good business. Of course, you know, it's a whole different debate in a podcast probably about Wenger's Mm-hmm. comments on letting players leave, you know, leave it to yeah. the end, their final season going to be in an ideal situation, I quote that he said, which is, again, that's a whole different debate. But let's, let me just give you one quote he made, and I made sure I wrote it down, Rob, when he signed his yeah. new, new two-year contract. We're committed to mounting a sustained league challenge, and that will be our focus this summer and next season. You said it. I think he's going to play a different team for the Europa League to focus yeah. on, a, on a big Domestic challenge for the title. Now, we'll predict at the end, but I kind of like that from him, and I want us to remember that. I'm going to keep ramming that down your throat and everybody's throat. This is what they should be doing. Let's see how they approach it. But I like the business if they can keep everybody, and they've got to, they've got to lose some periphery players of the squad, of course. Yeah, of course. It'll trim it down. We'll, we'll probably see a few players leaving. But what I, what I did like, Rob, is I think he was, I think he was, he was hurt he was personally offended by some of the criticism and the toxic nature with which he was um, maligned last year. And I, I think it, it's got his back up. I think it, it, it's rejuvenating. But I think he wants to prove one or two people wrong. And that's why I like the words that he said. And I like that he's saying that we're, we're in for a title run and that we should be. And he's got a group of players around him now and, and he's addressed one or two issues. He's got a bit of nasty. He's got a 20-goal centre-forward. And and if he can pull up this group together, there's enough quality in this group, Rob, to win a title. They'll have to be well managed. They'll have to be well motivated. They'll have to be up for games that the they'll have to be up for the Arsenal games that we know they that they usually lose away from home somewhere. They don't turn up. It's not their day. If they can address those issues, there's enough in this group to win a title. Rob, just, and, just, and, just let, we've got to talk. Let's just finish off though with Alexis. You're saying all that, and I agree with you. But is he yeah. going to be? Is he going to be poisonous? What Alexis are we going no, to get no. these days? I, I, I don't. I don't think he's that guy, Rob. I, and this is only. I don't know him. I've never been in his company, but I've watched a lot of him and I've seen him around games and and when he's on the side and that. This is he shocks, but he shocks when he's not playing or he's got dragged off. But I think this is a guy who who wants to win, who wants to get, get silverware, and I think it's almost a twelve month to Arsenal's going to say to him, "Come on, then." You give me twelve more months, and I'm going to win. I'm going to win win something with you, and then we'll sit down at the end of the season. We'll talk about it. I, I don't think there's, there's there's a bad bone in his body. He's one of those guys who loves training, who loves football. He'll want to play in Europa Cup and uh, and Premier League. You, you can guarantee. But I, no, I, I I don't think you have a problem 
with him over this next 12 months, not putting it out. I, I think he's one of them. When he pulls the shirt on, he's ready to go and do his business. Rob, just, just last thing on it. Um, yeah. If you're Mr. Chairman, Mr. Owner, or Mr. Fan, and, and, you know, are, you, are you concerned that I think PSG are going to make or reportedly make an £80 million bid for Alexis Sanchez that could leave yeah. in the summer or, or start mm. talking in January yeah. for zero? Mm. Again, yeah. it's, it, it's, a, it's a big question, Rob. What do you do? Yeah. You know, it's a gamble. Well, if you're it, 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 it's, it's about your business practice. And it would seem with Arsenal that they're suggesting that they will wait and, wow. and, and see the 12 money. months out. Lose that yeah, money. And, and they lose that money. But they get the player for the next 12 months. And, and so Arsenal's backing himself. And you're talking about he, he wants to go and win something. He's probably saying, you know what, I'm keeping this guy we and we'll go it. on and, and do something. Fascinating Bold. stuff. Yeah, Bold. fascinating stuff. Okay, next club. And this is kind of a big club. Manchester mm. United mm. with where we are right now, weaker or stronger? Absolutely stronger, Robbie Musto. Absolutely stronger. And a little bit like Pep, I don't think uh, Jose's got all his first choices in terms of the people he'd like to bring in. But Romelu Lukaku, Nemanja Matic and Victor Lindelof, I think is good business. Strengthens him in, in the striking areas, in the midfield areas, in the defensive areas. Seen a little bit of Lindelof. He looks re- de- decent athlete, good on the ball, can play out of the back. Matic is a champion. He's uh, got physicality, can anchor a team so that the likes of Pogba can maybe get forward now and start doing his thing. Herrera may sit with him or Carrick at times. Gives great options. And Lukaku... We'll have the service, Rob, and we'll get the chances. We, we've seen Manchester United over the last year or two under Van Gaal and under Mourinho waste chances at home, and we've seen draws uh, games they should win. They've now got a guy who should be putting the ball in the back of net 20-plus times uh, over the course of the season. So I almost think for the first time now since Sir Alex Ferguson went, this group, and, and it's a big thing, this group, if well-managed, are good enough to win a title. They'll have to be well-managed. They're not, they're not perfect by any means. And, of course, you'd want a couple of more things. And then we we'll talk about pace, even talk about Gareth Bale. But I'm telling you now, Sir Alex Ferguson, I think it was 2012-2013, his last season, had a, all due respect, average Manchester United team and dragged them to a Premier League title. It was brilliant management by Ferguson, the way he won the title. Jose Mourinho is going to have to do a similar thing, brilliantly manage this group over Champions League, which obviously they worked hard to qualify in, and Premier League. But he's good enough, and this group have got have got enough to win a Premier League title. Big call. Yeah, so I think they're stronger. Um, I think Lukaku's going to get a lot of goals, no question. Mm. Um, but they've lost a lot of goals in Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um I think Nemanja Matic, Rob, you know what? When I first heard it, I, I, I had conflicting thoughts. I thought, wow, an important player for Chelsea mm. going to a direct rival. Yeah. And then I thought, well, was he really that great last season? I mean, Angola Kante really is the king of that position. And Cesc came in and, and did some work. I think he'll be missed, Rob. I think he's one of those, you miss him when he's not there. I think he's size. He wins. He can yeah, win headers in that. there. He can block things off. Yeah, I get, I get that. But, but in terms of... How much better does he make Manchester United? I wasn't that, I wasn't yeah, but I wasn't that excited. It solves a problem for them, Rob. It solves a massive does, problem. They've not had that guy, have they? I know, they they haven't. They haven't. I, I, mm. and I think when but when I started to think about how it's packaged, how that midfield is packaged at United now, yeah. Pogba to his left, maybe Herrera to his right, 
then yeah. oh yeah yeah it, it feels mm. nice it feels nice yeah. balanced. so it does make them stronger in there they've got a lot of options up front as we've seen last season the only thing i would say i think they were 30 goals short of the top premier league teams yeah. last season yeah and ibrahimovic yeah. at 17 yeah. goals has gone lukaku will add to 17 in my opinion that's yeah. still a lot of goals robbie earl they've got Marcus to find it well, the young yeah. players, Rob, have got to step up. Well, you've got Marcus Rashford's got, to get, yeah, got to get 10 to 15. Martial has got the potential, 10 to 15. They've got to chip in with double figures plus. Well, what makes you think they're going to this year, Rob? From uh, I like Rashford. I think Rashford's matured into a very, very good player, Rob. And I, I think he, he'll be dangerous from the wide. He, he, he's a good runner. He's intelligent movement. Martial... I thought we saw some signs. I, I, I was at the LA Galaxy game when um, Manchester United played it in the preseason. Robin, at times Rashford's movement was excellent. He, he's threatening in behind. He's hold up play. He, he's link. His understanding of what he wants. He was demanding of his teammates. Really, really impressive performance by the by him. And I just think he's one of them that it's got to give. You've got to give him his head now. It's time. You know, he, he could be the, a Harry Kane esque like. Let this guy go now. Let's see how good he is. Because um, he could, you know, you could be talking about double firepower with, with Lukaku, Rashford, and then the Martial or somebody, and then probably driving yeah, people. Big, big season. Yeah. Wow, big season wow. for him. But yeah. again, he did one thing in the LA Galaxy game, and I know it's preseason and that, but he took the ball once, Rob, from the edge of his box to the edge of the opposition's box, running with the ball, and nobody could keep up with him. It was, it was like yeah. fascinating to see. How quick and how clever this guy is with the ball. And I just thought, I've never seen that in him. I didn't know he had that pace and athleticism, as well as his touch and his passing and his yeah. ability to, to finish. Yeah. Well, the, the, you know, this, this could almost be like another new signing for Manchester United. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I, I'll tell you what as well that Mourinho loves that I think isn't going to be pretty, but could be really effective. Consider a midfield of Fellaini, Pogba and Matic. How much power and size... And strength and bullying potential is in that three. Now, I think we're going to see that a fair bit. I, I think it's going to be a fascinating season for Mourinho. I think the football won't always be uh, particularly... No, guilty. it is. That's not tough, it. Is he? he doesn't mind. I just concern, Rob. I, I still... My concern for them to, 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 to be the very best... Yeah. Is still there are a lot of goals down. You you got to ask McTarran to get double mm. figures, Rashford to get double yeah. figures, others to 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 add to Lukaku's and Pogba and Pogba's got to step. Are, up. are you doubt, are you doubting they can do that or you're doubting their ability? Because I think there's enough ability there. I, I don't. I don't. It doesn't. It's not like they can't get those numbers. But we've got to be more challenged and more driven. Yeah, well, that, well, they've got to do it, Rob. Mkhitaryan, I, I, I'd say, is absolutely capable of, of scoring and assisting a lot. Marcus yeah. Rashford, five goals last yeah. season, five goals the season yeah. before that. Show us. Yeah. So it's Time a little bit. Of, yeah, yeah they got to, they got to, they got to step up. If they all step up yeah. to do that, they got a, obviously a fantastic chance of winning the league. Um, but but we will see. It's going to be fascinating to see that play out and how Mourinho handles this kind of different feel of a squad. Well, that's a big six, mate. Yeah. I think we've always feel that there's another club we've got to talk about. That's Everton, who, who was seventh place last year, and they'll be trying to break into the top six, top four. Busy summer for them. Signings like Wayne Rooney, Michael Keane, Jordan Pickford, Debbie Klasser and Sandro, replacing probably the goals of Romelu Lukaku. Where do you see Everton and Ronald Koeman this time around? Done a lot of business, bought a lot of youth and... and, and 
enthusiasm, especially down the middle of, middle of, uh, of his pitch. Mm. Good things ahead for Everton. Good deals done early, you know. Yeah. It really, really was. I mean, you know, it, it's it's going to be really hard for them to to break into the top four, uh, or even to try and finish ahead of the, of the six big ones we've just talked about, Rob. But you got you got to you got to applaud what they've done, the business, yeah. you know, what they've done, and some of these younger players coming in. Michael Keane, I think, is going to be really, really good at centre centre back, and Sandro Ramirez could be the bargain of the summer. You know, he's fired up Rob. He, he scores different types of goals. He's sharp. He's quick. He likes to get turned and run at players. And Wayne Rooney is, is a deal that I like. I like. Yeah. I tweet it out. I like. I just think he's going to be fired up. He's going to be passionate about it. It looks like he's in good shape. He offers a variety of different positions he can play. I like that signing. What do, what do you think specifically about Wayne Rooney? Do, do you like this bit of business? I do, because I think he's, he's got a little bit of fire in his belly again. I think he he's, looks like he's got a bit of drive. The manager looks like he's going to work with him. He ain't going to play every game, but he'll play in some big games. He'll feel, listen, there's nothing Rob, uh, nothing like feeling important, Rob, in a team, like that you're the man, that you're, you know, the younger players will look up to. He, he can be that guy who, who's the your go-to guy in situations. And I just think he, it's been well handled by... Ronald Koeman, he's a good manager, he's honest, he, 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 he's very forthright with his views. And he will tell Wayne Rooney, you know, he, he, he's not carrying passengers, he's not carrying any, any dead wood. If he's not de- de- deserving of a, a place in the first 11, he won't get one. But no, I think that's good business. The other one I, I, I just focus on, Rob, is the goalkeeper, Jordan Pickford. I think that was excellent. Yeah, yeah. Almost like, forget goalkeeping now for the next 10 years, we're, we're in good hands. This kid, I think, can grow into becoming England's number one. He's got this ability with his kicking rod that can set counter-attacks like nobody else in the league. Um, brilliant with his feet. I think, you know, under 21, who's looking to grow. It's just the right kind of signing forever and brilliant bit of, bit of business. And obviously, they, they, they lose Lukaku, so that's, we'll have to see how, how that plays out. It's a lot, a lot of, of goals, a lot of guaranteed goals, so it's yeah. got to come from other places. And just, just quickly, Rob, on Everton, Ross Barkley. Yeah. Where's he in his career now? I mean, does he go? Does he does he stay and work? Try and work his way back. He's got a groin injury that didn't help things at the moment. I think he's had a nightmare, Rob. I think he's had a nightmare. I mean, obviously, he wants a new challenge. He said that to the manager. The manager said that his future here is done. But but what a you know, in my opinion, what a what a bad bit of timing. When his club is moving forward, when his manager is bright and he's, he's, he's well-respected and he's, 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 he can educate and improve Ross Barkley, all of a sudden Ross Barkley thought, you know what, I've had enough of this place. I want a new challenge. I'm better than this. I, I don't want to play on the right wing. I don't want to be told by my manager that I should be doing better. I don't want to sit on the bench for certain games. Now, if, if a, the relationship is a bad one, then, you know, that, that trumps what I'm, what I'm saying. But I just think what a... What a shame. I don't think Ross Barkley's ready to go on and, and dominate any other club that's higher than Everton. I mean, there's talk about Spurs. Uh, you talk about Everton, Rob. You're talking about new stadium, money coming into yeah. the club, manager with ambition. I mean, it all looks like it's going one way, and that, that, that's certainly on the up. Yeah. So, you know, who does he, who does he go to, uh, a team in the top six, and, and make that? Everybody talked about Spurs, and I just didn't see the fit, really, with Spurs. I've got to be honest. I don't see him being a Pochettino-esque-type player in terms of how hard you've got to work when you're out of possession. Yeah, you've got Ericsson plugs to play in the hole. Deli Ali, I'm sure, loves to be number 10 playing in the hole as well. I mean, that's where Ross wants to play. So, I, I just think it, it, it's, it just doesn't feel good to me. doesn't feel good. And, uh, you know... It, I, 
I'm not sure how he's getting advised, what's going on in his life at the moment, but, but his situation is so disappointing. And, and I'll just quickly remember uh, when I watched him, I, play, I watched him play for England in Florida before they went to the World Cup. And I tell you what, I come out of that stadium, Rob, and I said to, to my oldest son, I was with, I said, wow, Barker's got to start for England. I mean, he, he, he drifted by players. I think it was against uh, was it Ecuador or... Honduras or was it? Honduras, one of those, yeah. And uh, he looked dynamic. He looked confident. He looked fast and powerful and skillful. It's such a shame. It's such a shame that that hasn't, that hasn't come to the fore. But listen, he, he's still a young guy. And, you know, yeah, the future gets... Again, or he could be rejuvenated and, and play a big part at, at Everton. Another club, we're just talking about a few of the, of the other clubs to look forward to this season. Bournemouth, Rob, ninth place last year. Eddie Howe has ever grown his reputations. Good business in bringing in the likes of Jermaine Defoe, Nathan Ake, Asmir Begovic, all proven, yeah. know, know their, their, their way around the Premier League. Can we expect any, any more from, from Bournemouth this time around? I think, I think we can expect a little bit more. And I think, you know, the signings are, are excellent. You know, when yeah. we're going to talk about some of the clubs, Rob, and we'll get the question from Rebecca in the studio and stuff about, you know, who's done the best business. No, I'm not saying Bournemouth have done the best business, but in terms of this football club and what they've needed, Jermaine Defoe, I mean, 15 goals last season. Nathan Ake was yeah. brilliant for them. They've got him. Brilliant. They've got him permanently. Yeah. Legovic, experienced, mm. experienced goalkeeper there. Mm. Very good business. Jermaine Defoe, 35-year-olds on a three-year deal for about $130,000 a week, which is a, a wow for Bournemouth Football Club. But let me, let, me, let me just – I want to move on to the manager quick, Rob, because – Eddie Howe has had two very, very good seasons now. And I just want to give you, again, a little bit of a quote that I, I think the best thing that we can, as analysts, Rob, that we can kind of get opinions about are when players say something. Asmir Begovic, yeah. who's been around big managers, big football clubs. Mm. And he's basically said that, that Howe's, he describes Howe's work ethic as second to none. And the goalkeeper goes on to say, it rubs off on the whole group. I haven't seen many managers work as hard as him. His attention to detail is huge. Uh, he does not leave any stone unturned. Now, that's big for me that he says that. And I'll tell you this, one more good season at Bournemouth. And you know what, Robbie, he's, got to, he's going to go. He's going to go to one of the biggies because he's, he's, he sounds like he's too talented. He's too passionate. He's well-organized not for his, his career to go forward, given three seasons of Bournemouth having good Premier League yeah. seasons. Absolutely. And, and echoed that with, with I've read this, Simon Francis, the captain, said something very similar, how this guy, Eddie Howe, works on every individual player to make them as better, as, as good as they can be. And he said that that's the thing that, that stands him out as special. And Proper. as you say, I think he, he's destined for big things, but he'll be looking for big things with Bournemouth this season. Another team who I think can have Slightly loftier ambitions than they did last season. West Ham, Rob, 11th place last year, had their frustrations and their difficulties with Slavin Bilic. It was even talk at some point that Bilic might not be there, but done well in the window. Bought the likes of Chicharito, Marco Anatovic, Joe Hart, Pablo Zabaleta. Things could, could, if they get off to a good start, West Ham, we could be talking about a, a very different kind of season for them than, than the frustrations of last year. See, see, last year, you know, they made a lot of signings, and some of yeah. those, of them were in. Yeah, but, but I thought they were pretty good. I thought, you know what, that's a lot of players, and, and some of those guys are going to do okay. Now, it was a bit of a nightmare. We know about Yeah, it didn't the work, did it? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I absolutely agree. And I, and I really like their business. Joe Hart, I mean, you know, to get him on loan. And Altovic is the best player of Stoke. He's going to give them goals. And you, got, you could have Lanzini behind um, 
Hernandez with Arnautovic on the right hand side with Mikel Antonio on the on the right hand side. I mean, that's a good, you know, Yate yeah. and Pedro. I mean, it's Lanzini. Yes, good, good looking quality. But uh, you know, as equally as I'm positive about West Ham, I'm still worried they're going to mess it up. <laughs> you won't see this lineup. The players will be injured, or or, or some, you know, something's going to. Well, uh, I think he knows he, he 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 got. I wouldn't say lucky, but he he got a, he's. Been given a second chance in some respects, Lavin Bilic. I think you know the pressure will be on him this year. He wasn't given an extended contract, I believe. They all said, Let's see how things go. He's been given the money, he's been backed by his owners, in fairness. Now he, he's got to produce some West Ham, I've got to produce, but I've got a feeling West Ham might just, just do okay this year. I it's think okay what is okay for them? Okay is certainly top 10 and, and trying to close in on that sort of eighth, ninth, nine, eight spot, something like that would, would be, you know, uh, the, the, the portion. Obviously, they're looking at the likes of Everton as their, their team that they're trying to catch. Everton are looking at the top six. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, they, they, they did get the 11th last year. Yeah. Somewhat surprised. It was late coming on, wasn't it? But it was, it was a difficult season for Slavin Bilic. I just think there might be better times ahead. Probably look for the cup competitions as, as a way of trying to win something. A couple of other teams just quickly. Crystal Palace with, with Frank De Boer coming in. What do we expect there? Rob, a little bit more football. Interesting for, for De Boer coming into English football. The likes of Koeman and that have shown us that, that they've done well in the past. Mm. Looking at a different Crystal Palace, maybe the way they play? Yeah, really different. And, and I think, you know, hats off to, to the ownership, uh, Parish and, and trying to take this club to another level. I, I think it's admirable. We saw with Alan Pardew when they were going to try and uh, make a more attractive style that it was a disaster. That it all went yeah, wrong and then yeah. and went back with uh, Big Sam to, to, to get them out of it. So I, I'm, I'm fascinated as, as, as any team really this year to watch Palace because he's a, he's a football guy, Dutch guy, yeah. hugely successful at Ajax and Barcelona, four successive titles in the Dutch league with Ajax. So he... You know, he's brought in some players that he knows um, as well. Fossil Mens is coming on loan, I think. Yeah. Um, so Loftus-Cheek is our midfield player. So it will not be easy. But when you look at some of the raw materials, the wide players, um, I think they have got the, the makings there, Rob. Yeah, the team that yeah can talent be expansive. There, yeah, they can be. Yeah, there's talent. Yeah, and a good young coach. It's good to see. I hope it works. Good right. European coach coming in there, trying developing his players and, and seeing if Palace can move on, on to another level. Finally, we're just going to talk about another team. It's Watford, Rob, because Watford, a team I, I can't quite get my head around. They, 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 fortunately, they got Marco Silva very early. Marco Silva decided to take the Watford job when possibly there was there was bigger, better jobs out there that people may say. But he decided he wanted to take the Watford job. Yeah. How do you see this one, Rob? I, I, I don't see this one a happy marriage. I got got to be honest. Yeah, so I, I, I'm a bit more positive. I, I think we agree that Marco Silva did a good job at Hull and, yeah, and looks good his, his teams look organized. They he brought in some yeah. good players. Um, yeah, I thought he handled himself well with the media. He seemed a composed, good oh, guy. I think he's an excellent, he's, he's a good get for the Pozzo family at Watford. You look at their signings and it's all starting to ramp up a little bit. I think just today they brought in a Brazilian Richardson, 20 years of age for 11 million pounds into the football club. They've brought in Nathaniel Chalaber, I think is a Chalibre, good, yeah. good young player, Rob. Uh, Will Hughes from Derby County with his striking blonde hair and his, his skillful left foot. So there's been... You know, there's been some new young midfield player signings there. I, you know, I, I, I see a lot of people think they're going to struggle. I, I think they're going to be okay. I do. I just, you know, I know that we differ on this and I seem to differ with a lot of people on Watford, but I, I don't mind that the owner 
because of his experience, because of his, his, his kind of track record, really, in, in transfer business and bringing players in and, and shifting them out, etc., that he finds a way to get the right team on the field to win enough games to stay up. That's two, this is the third season now, and I know there's more, more um, players coming in. And if they get a good one, a manager like Marcus Silva could be, then they probably will stay with him. So I don't mind the chopping and changing, you know, as long as they, of course, stay in the league and try and progress. And when they get a good and I expect them to stick with him for a period of time. Yeah, uh, I would agree. But it, I just uh, I just think this is so volatile, Robin. I just don't know what, what success is for this group. And, you know, we've seen the changes of managers so often. And I just don't know if, if do the players come in, they're given to Silver, Silver coaches them. Does he have any say if he doesn't, if a couple of these players come in and don't work, doesn't work out? Does he have to take the blame even though they weren't his players? It, it just seems to me that the lines of communication at that football club get a little bit crossed. Well, and I'm not quite sure that that's healthy in the environment of how you want to run a football club based on the number of managers who've been there and have done okay, kept the team in the league, but lost their jobs. Yeah, I mean, there's listen, you can make arguments for, for, for ones that have kept managers and have been relegated, ones that have swapped and been relegated. All, all we know is Watford is the other end of the scale, polar opposite to, to Arsene Wenger at Arsenal. The man, yeah. the manager, the coach, everything, <laughs> yeah. the director of football, everything. And, and Watford is very, very separated and very, very different. We'll see. But I think they're going to be fine. And I think Marcus Silva, yes, at times could be a difficult job, but I think they're going to be okay. Mm. And we're just going to, just before we wrap this uh, one up, Rob, I just let's, let's have a word for the three promoted teams, Brighton, Huddersfield, Newcastle, back in the Premier League, Brighton and Huddersfield, this time tasting Premier League football. Which of them's got the best chance of staying up or have all three got a good chance of staying up? How, how do you see it? Okay, so Newcastle got the best chance of staying up, followed by, in my opinion, Huddersfield Town. And, and Brighton, I think, is going to be really, really difficult. Now, Newcastle, we know about Rafa Benitez. Yeah. Um, it, it's not, it is not a happy place at the moment because of the, the no. signings haven't been particularly great. And you got this, you got, you still got this dynamic, Rob. We know they had a discussion and the money is going to be available for Rafa, but is it, you know, is Mike Ashley, you know, how is that relationship? So that has to be a concern still at Newcastle United. I mean, from them being away from the Premier League, they brought in some new players. Dwight Gale has been, was a really great signing for them. They brought in Matt Ritchie, got 12 goals last season. So they, they are better than they were last time. But when you look at the team, and I've just looked at them pre-season, Rob, they're kind of a similar side, by the way. Ain't that much down, yeah, yeah, there's not that much change. I know, yeah. not that much change. But I think they're going to be the best of the three. What do you think? Yeah, I, I would just say Newcastle, for their experience, because of what they've, um, they've been there, they, they know what it's, it's required. They've got a manager who understands the league and will know about it. I think if need be, Rob, if, if we get to the, the Christmas period and things weren't going right, they have got the potential to go and spend more money than the others, which I think would be important. So, yeah, I'd agree. I think I think Newcastle um, have the best chance. I slightly differ. I think Brighton might try and play their, their way out of their football whether they'll be good enough to do that. But um, I think that Huddersfield might have a little struggle. I just think it's going to be difficult for, for them and the team. But great to see Wagner in, in, in the Premier League and, and sort of put, testing his wits against some of the best managers in, in the league. And obviously, he's got his friendship with Jurgen Klopp that we'll see how that one goes against Liverpool. So, mm. 
No. Listen, at this stage, you don't want to write anyone off. Certainly the three promoted clubs. Looking forward to a great season. Finally, mate, we, we, we've got to get to, to that, that last bit of the podcast a bit that we, we don't particularly like at this stage of the season because we know things can change. The transfer window isn't done in, until the until beginning of September. But, Robin Musto, on the spot, top four in reverse order, starting in fourth place, you have... <laughs> I tell you what, mate. I've got a little spreadsheet, and I've been rotating these names oh, all through the summer. You in your spreadsheet? You know me in the spreadsheet. So, in fourth position, yeah. and this uh, this is right now assuming that every player is staying. So, yeah, are, yeah. big asterisk. Alexis is staying. I have Arsenal in fourth, Chelsea in third, Man United in two, Man City wow. in one. Wow. wow. You so would not believe players. what I've got written in front of me is exactly it's the same. Is it? I, I swear to you, Manchester City 1, Manchester United 2, Chelsea 3. I've been vying with Arsenal oh, and Spurs, Arsenal, Spurs, Arsenal, Spurs. And I just, as we stand in Arsenal, we trust. I just think I'm going to go Arsenal in fourth, yeah. Spurs just to miss out in five, Liverpool in six. Yeah, Liverpool. I had Liverpool and Spurs in there. I had Chelsea out of the top four. I've only just popped him back in because I, I don't yeah. think strike a situation. Um, and, and Man United, I had him at fourth. And I, I don't know whether how much yeah. of a challenge. Anyway, I, I, all right. I, 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 okay, so what's the, what's the, 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 the final one is relegation. You go, you go your yeah, first. You relegation to me. So I'll go first. So in 17, 17 18, 19, I've got Watford, Huddersfield, I'm Brighton. Sorry to the two promoted teams, but I, I just don't feel that they'll quite have enough. I think the problem I, I, I feel for Huddersfield and Brighton is the teams that they maybe want to nick points against. So maybe go Brighton, go to West Bromwich Albion, in other circumstances, maybe Palace. Those teams are too good. They've got good managers. They know what's required. I just think it's going to be so hard for them to nick points from the teams who they should. And then they're going to go against the big boys and the quality and the, the necessi- necessity to win games is going to be so much at the top. I just can't see how they, they close the gap. So Huddersfield and Brighton, and I throw in Watford is a little bit of a wild card. Listen, I've got Huddersfield as well. And let me just give you one, one snippet. I, I've got Huddersfield in there to get relegated. But all I would say on that is don't underestimate the tiny club in the Premier League because... The manager that gets them there has got to be good. Mm. And you can say that with Bournemouth. You can say that in the past with Swansea and with Burnley. So don't think because it's a little club, they haven't got the potential to stay in there because uh, Wagner, to get them there, has to be decent. So I think they've got a chance. But I've got them going down with Brighton and we differ. My final team is Burnley. Burnley Football Club, Rob, have lost Michael Michael Keane. They've brought in... Jonathan Walters, who's about 45, Jack Cork, Phil Bardsley, um, George Boyd's gone as well. So Keane's a big loss. They won 10 games at Turf Moor, Robbie Earl. Can they do that again? And they were terrible away. Mm. I think Burnley are going to go down with those two newly promoted. Well, I think Sean Dyche will have enough to keep this team at that team in the league. But listen, fascinating series, season ahead, mate. Bring as ever, on. excited for it. As we approach the 2017-18 season, the six, or you could probably say seven, big clubs vying for the four top spots. But for some, you think only top spot will be good enough this season. To remember to stay part of the football conversation, look for our next podcast, which will hopefully come from Old Trafford, because we forgot to mention, Robin Musto, oh, yeah. that we are going to the UK for the first week opening weekend of the season. Mm. 
Friday night, we're going to at the Emirates for Arsenal. Saturday, we're down at Brighton to see Brighton take on Manchester City. Sunday, we're at Old Trafford to see Manchester United take on West Ham. And hopefully, we're going to do our final uh, our podcast from Old Trafford after the game, re- reflecting the weekend. So, if you if you do like the podcast and you please rate and review the Two Roberts podcast on iTunes, the ratings go a long way for our visibility and allows more football fans to discover this show. So, we'll raise a glass to the new season. All the best to all the teams in there, especially the three promoted teams. So, from me, Robbie Earl, and him, Robbie Musto, thanks for listening, and bye for now. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X dot Amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.